and welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast, where we discuss marriage, parenting, discipleship, homeschooling, and everything else that comes into play when you're following God's plan for your family. We are David and Leslie Nunnery, and today we're going to be discussing some practical ways to teach your children diligently, both from a discipleship and an academic perspective, as we explore teamwork in home education. We decided to record this outside, so you're likely to hear the birds and train that provide some of the soundtrack of our lives. But if you're looking for parenting tips and ideas, you definitely don't want to miss this week's chat. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. devotions this morning I happened to be in Judges and I was reading the at the first part of Judges where it says how evil the people got they forgot what God had done and it dawned on me just how perfect that was for what we were going to talk about today because the very people who had been given the directive to teach them diligently by Moses straight from God did not do it and it caused huge problems for the nation of Israel. And so it really, really shows us just how important it is in our daily lives, in our families, to teach our children diligently, to pass on that love for God, to help them understand why they believe what they believe. So David and I are gonna talk to you today about a few ideas that we have done that now that we've got a little bit of a rear view mirror situation going on as our kids are getting a little bit bigger we've really seen the benefit of some of these ideas um and a lot of them they just we just did them we weren't actually thinking oh this is a great way to teach them diligently it's just stuff that god kind of brought to our minds and we did but they really are great ways to teach them diligently for the first thing though that i wanted to throw out is those of you with littles one of the most important things that you can do to teach your children diligently is to listen to them build that relationship with them help them to know that even when they're talking about something that really doesn't interest you you know we had a son that would talk on and on and on about Legos. And I love him dearly, but I couldn't care less about Legos, <laughs> except the fact that he loves them. But because that became very important to me when he was young, now that he is a teenager, he is very comfortable talking to me still about things that are important to him. So lay that foundation while your children are young of listening to them, help them know that their thoughts are important. I really think that is a great secret of why we have such a good relationship with our children now is we just liked hanging out with them when they were little. We really enjoyed talking to them and it pays off in the long run. Getting into some specific things though that, that we have done, I wanted David to tell you about something that he started doing with the boys uh, as they were getting older. And I think that this is a really great thing, especially for those of us that have larger families. So you wanna make sure as your kids are getting older, they're getting more individual attention, that you're actually you know, dealing with issues that are theirs alone. So David, what did you do with the boys that has really been a great tool as we teach them diligently? Well, I, I think that it's really measured in time. I mean, there's no one way to actually teach your kids and disciple your kids. And so some of the ideas that we have, some of you may actually have better ideas. Oh yeah, no And that's, that's completely fine. Matter of fact, you probably ought to share those on the Facebook page. That'd be great. Um, and, and talk about the, those sort of things that you are doing. But 
you know, when you look at the verses there in Deuteronomy, it doesn't talk about having a specified, okay, now we have Bible time. Right. It's um, putting the verses on your wall and talking to them when you lie down and during those in-between times. And I think it's important to realize that your kids are always watching you. Mm-hmm. You know, so one of the things that we did is we measured it and just time, just spending time with the kids. And I remember early on, you and I always made a point to actually have time with each individual child. We'd go on what we call dates. Um, and so we kind of took that as they got older and I go out with the boys every single week uh, right. for lunch. Now, some weeks we miss, but we try to go out and have lunch together on a regular basis and I'll allow them to pick the location or where it is. It usually revolves in some way around hamburgers <laughs> um, because they love hamburgers. And we'll just go out for an hour, hour and a half and we'll talk. The other thing is just making sure that you have common interests with them. And so I think that there's a great scene in the movie uh, Courageous where the mom is talking to the main character in the movie the dad is talking about spending time with his son building a shed and that's fine and we don't want to have lazy sons but her point was the son loves to run cross country and you need to start running with him to spend time with something that he loves to do Mm -hmm. and so i love basketball so this is not a burden at all, but I spend time with Camden playing basketball. I used to spend time and still spend some time with Peyton building Legos. Mm-hmm. Legos is hard for you, but I love it. <laughs> I took a slightly different approach with the girls. Uh, we never um, set up a time every week where we were really trying to, to hang out together. Instead, a couple of years ago, I started doing birthday trips with the girls, and they're able to choose where we go. Um, We have gone to Charleston. We've gone to Biltmore, uh, generally just places that we can drive pretty easily, but it gives us a solid 24, 36 hours um, where we are able to just go off enjoy the road trip, sing songs and dance in the car or whatever it is that we're doing, um, and then do something really special together. Plus, we get to you know stay in the hotel together and um, sometimes we'll watch a movie or, or do whatever girly thing we want to do. Um, but that gives some of the most incredible, compact, powerful time uh, with each girl that, that I'm afforded all year long. And it's something that we all look forward to. Um, the, the car ride provides just really natural opportunities for us while we're having fun and hanging out together to talk about some stuff. And then we're sharing experiences. Being with just one child for that long at a time really does open doors that it's hard to, to have open when you're drawn in so many different directions, having, you know, a a number of children. So uh, that's been one way that just finding that time that it's looked a little bit different between how David handles it with the guys and, and me with the girls. Now with all of them though, on any given afternoon, you'll find one of them coming and asking for a date. Sometimes that's a drive. Sometimes that's lunch. Um, but they, we have a very, um, 
open door policy with our dating one another, because uh, those are times when they know they're going to get that one-on-one time. We can discuss whatever's on their heart. And by God's grace, now that they're older, they're very proactive about letting us know when they need that time. Um, And I really do believe that that was born on the backs of us being so keyed into it when they were younger, that when we felt like someone was uh, kind of flying under the radar, we always went after them. We always made a point to to isolate and spend some time with that child. And and now they really feel it when um, when they're not getting that time. So as as we've grown, that's been a really cool thing um, of how that time element has really changed with our children. I will go into the Lego aisle and just spend a lot of time with him uh, looking at the Legos and talking about the new ones that are coming out. And I guess the point is, behind that, whatever it is, is that you find a common point of interest and you actually develop a relationship with your kids through those things, whatever it might be, karate, whatever, music. But the other thing to remember on that is that your kids are constantly watching you. Exactly. So they may notice a situation that they view as very difficult or very hard and they're watching to see how you handle it. Well, it's like you said last week when you quoted that you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. And you're doing that through daily interaction, daily being watched. That's right. Um, just the, those common interests and so many things that you're just naturally, naturally spending time with your children. And I, I think it's also important to be willing to apologize for your kid, to Absolutely. your kids. And that's something that a pastor told us years ago, and it has really stuck with us how important that is, because it's really counterintuitive, because um, you think that in front of your kids, you need to keep it all together, that you have to handle everything perfectly, um, that you need to handle what they're doing perfectly, and if you show any kind of weakness, especially when you're disciplining them in some way, that it's a sign of weakness and you're not really sure and the lack of confidence could actually undermine what you're doing. And the truth is that when you mess up, circling back around to them and actually saying sorry, is it does a lot of good. And it really exhibits to them what it means to be humble. Exactly. And not allowing pride to take root in you Well, it also, it gives you a great opportunity to share what the Lord is teaching you through that failure, um, which is is another very natural way to teach them diligently, just sharing what what God is doing. And that actually leads into another thing that we do regularly is, now our children have co-op a couple of days a week now that they're getting older, but on the days that they don't, we start our mornings by just coming together, talking about our day, getting a plan for the day and so on. But we always go around and share what we learned in our devotions. And that gives me a chance to share what God is doing in me, um, as well as gives them a little bit of accountability for actually having their time with God, building that habit, but then allows them to share what God is teaching them. and. It's a great way to get insight into what your children are thinking and how they're growing, if they're growing, um, and and kind of get an idea of different things that you may want to pinpoint in those times that you specifically spend alone with them. Uh, just kind of bringing that that kind of stuff back up in conversation. I, I think uh, they need to see that you're growing. No question. And again, you reproduce who you are. If they 
see a contradiction in you and so you're stagnant and you're right. not growing you're not having devotions they never see you pray uh, that you never talk about what the Lord is doing in your life then they're actually gonna take that on mm -hmm. um, and so they need to see that they need to see that consistency and they need to see that you're growing and one of the ways that you can exhibit that is just by talking about it around the table at dinner time uh, right after church I mean whatever it might be it may be five minutes maybe ten minutes but it makes a huge difference because as long as they know that you're growing first of all it exhibits God's real right because he's impacting you yep. um, and then they actually take what you are learning and they start applying it to their lives because especially when they're very young they are are their relationship with the Lord and with mm -hmm. Jesus Christ actually is is through you in a lot of a ways. A lot of ways. They're learning. They're they're kind of getting their feet under them when they can't read. When they can't really study on their own, they're hearing all of this from you. They're hearing how you're growing. Um, another thing that we have done again, it's just conversational. It's just average day and stuff is every Sunday after church while we're sitting around having our lunch together we'll go around the table and talk about what the Lord taught us that morning sure. and again it gives the kids great insight into what God is talking to David and I about but it also gives us great insight into what the Lord is talking to them about and it gives them um, the accountability of Absolutely. knowing they're going to be asked about it um, so they need to be engaging with what pastor is saying or what what uh, the preacher is preaching about and so on and that has been just a really great thing we we end up having very long Sunday lunches because the conversation is so good and it's not all serious a lot of it goes into fun but you you get a lot of insight into what's going on in your children's hearts just by those natural interactions with them we are we are getting very low on time. I'm realizing as we're talking that we're going to have to do more of these because there's so many little things that you can do that will have such an impact on your children's lives. Are there any any others that you want to throw out? <laughs> Put him on the spot. Yeah, I would just say that uh, when our kids were younger, we noticed that they were uh, for whatever reason that they were more rebellious that they seemed a little bit harsher mm -hmm. for whatever reason just naturally the first thing that we would think of is i need to spend more time right. with that child we need to get to the root of what's actually causing this fruit that we're seeing absolutely and so we would just spend time with them and it may be just purely that they miss you and yep. they are feeling a little jealous or Insecure they feel or whatever. whatever yeah and we really saw a lot of fruit from just spending time with the kids during those times is that when they would get a little bit of rebellious and it would be something light or we would notice that the response we were getting from them was just a little bit harder hard, edge. yeah yeah um we would always make a point to take them out and spend a little time with them give them a response that was softer and not hard right because we could have we could have just jumped Lowered all over them. On them yeah but um and we did do that some sure sometimes more than others and sometimes well sometimes some the situation merited it absolutely more, so. so i don't want to say that that's a bad thing because sometimes your children need that but it's surprising how many times just giving them a soft answer and response would soften their heart and make them um we would get the response out of them that we were looking for. yeah one of the things that we have always tried to incorporate into 
our parenting, really, and even in our relationship with each other, is the principle that questions soften the heart, whereas accusations harden the will. So if we can question, if we can try to get to the root of what's going on, if we can try to see what is, is actually below the surface there by just seeking information rather than just jumping out and dealing with the fruit that we're seeing straight out of the, out of the gate, that has really, really paid off a lot in helping us get a deeper understanding of our children and also resolving things in a way that they are very teachable at heart instead of really just kind of hardened and putting up walls. That is not to say that there isn't some fruit that you don't need to punish immediately, but that's not what this video is about. Now, I know that as we've talked through this, um, some of you have probably questioned how you even get started. How do you know how to approach these conversations? How do you tie things in? Um, and, and so we've actually created this year a family discipleship guide that will help you either in your personal devotions or with your family. It's set up for family devotions as well. Go through the entire narrative of the Bible, just reading one chapter a day. So you're not going to read every chapter, but you'll get through a lot of the Bible and all of them, the primary points. But you'll have one chapter a day. If you download the discipleship guide that goes along with it, then that will give you a little bit of context for the passage. But then every single day comes with discipleship conversation, meditation, um, different ideas to engage your children, um, but just really different ways to help you start thinking through the Bible, through the lens of using those passages in the discipleship of your children. I would love for you to pick that up. You can go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash family discipleship guide to pick up your copy. I'll also link it down below. Um, but again, there is a Bible reading schedule. There's a Bible memory schedule where uh, it's a passage a week or sometimes two passages a week that your family can work on together. And then there are discipleship conversation type guides for every single week of the year. We're rolling those out um, a little bit at a time. So you, you may have to keep coming back to the well to get more, but um, they're, they're there, they're offered for free. And I hope that you find this just a really great um, resource for you as you are really sharpening your discipleship skills, really getting your children and yourself in the word more and starting to learn how to tie what you're reading in God's word into your everyday conversation in a very natural way, because teach them diligently parenting should be a very natural overflow of what God is doing in your own life. And that is our prayer for all of you. So we are out of time for today. I hope that uh, the tips and the, the things that David and I have gone through today have been very helpful for you. I hope that we will get to see you very soon at a Teach Them Diligently this spring or through Teach Them Diligently 365 so that we can continue these types of conversations all year long. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. 
It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently. And we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within his families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.